So uh, we have 30 minutes for Q&A. That's a healthy amount of time, but you know, raise your hand so we can make sure that, oh, look at that. <laughs> okay, I've got a couple of men in the front, wherever she can get you from. Thanks. Uh, Kevin Waits. Um, most of the dialogue this morning has been around flexibility of work for employees. Are you seeing a trend where uh, companies are beginning to even question whether employees are even needed to do certain kinds of work? So as long as one can chunk work and define it and ring fence it uh, specifically, really being able to throw it out into the marketplace where whether it's individuals or small organizations can pick up that work and do it at a much lower cost and much quicker? Well, LiveOps is here. Do, do you want to talk? Oh. LiveOps is one of my favorite companies um, and a client, and I they are redefining how work can be done. So I'll let her speak for herself. But she's, they're an innovator. Hi, my name is Nancy Barrett. I work at LiveOps. Um, I actually yeah. had a... Yeah, that's for the podcast. You still have to okay. kind of yell. Okay. <laughs> so I, I was actually going to ask a question that I want to comment on something over here. Um, f first of all, I'm a single mom of three, and when you said that childcare was the prevailing issue 20 years ago. I've been part-time, full-time telecommuter, everything for the last 25 years. My main issue now is my youngest is about to leave home. I want more time off because now I want to travel. <laughs> <laughs> and the school system actually kept me more structured than my work did. Um, but on your comment, and then I'll actually address your issue, on your comment of who cannot, who cannot be flexible, we actually, every, we're going through a re results only and working from home and all of that. And so where I'm leading a task force within the company of how can we be just working from home. We don't want, we've committed to our board, we will not build another building. Yes. Um, <laughs> so, um, and so we, get, we went through and everybody said, well, so-and-so has to be in the office, so-and-so has to be in the office. Our CEO is now working at home from, on Fridays. And I've, only, I've worked home, I've part-time. And the only position I can come up with that has to be in the office is the landscaper. That's the <laughs> only... <laughs> so, um, and as... That's and a great as, quote. <laughs> so, uh, so we've actually, you can get cameras for reception, you can get all sorts of things. Mm -hmm. um, and we are still betering it. We are still in our infancy on how to do this. But we're trying to think of why can we do it versus why can't we do it. And on the, we're launching a new site, and Kristen, I'll can, let can you Can you just talk ground more. everyone with what your business model is? Well, oh, sure. Is, just so he, yeah. We have 300 employees and 20,000 independent contractors. Those independent contractors work, work exclusively from home. They tend to be stay-at-home moms, disabled, retirees, uh, vets, and they opt in. They go work exclusively online. They need a phone, and they need a computer. And they opt in, they sign up, and the our primary business now is answering telethons, infomercials, phone calls, so we are a virtual call center. We are moving more and more into the line of business of what you talked about. We, ha we only take, what, 5% of the people who apply because that's all we can handle right now? But we're looking and we're saying 95% of the people who apply have other skill sets beyond answering phones. Mm -hmm. And by the way, our turnover in our call center is a fraction of what it is in yep. a um, real call center. Real call center. Yep. So on the, um, we're trying to figure out how do we apply those skills of the 95% of the people who we can't handle, plus those people who we do handle, they have other skill sets as well. So we're beginning to contract with other companies and provide, providing them um, other services as well. Because I think it's important to say that Thank a, you call, so much. a call center is probably one of the best metrics-based mm -hmm. work practice, workflow of any. 
So you would think that, duh, you can measure the number of calls, you can measure the quality of the calls. I mean, that is so results-based. It's, yeah, it's the, a no-brainer. It's absolutely results-based. In fact, to take it to the extreme, um, our, the software we have directs calls to the most productive people who answer the phones. And so they get paid by the minute. If you answer more calls, you get more in a, in a better time frame. Uh, the way you handle the customer, whatever the client sets up as the criteria, we direct more calls to you. And so they make more money. Yeah, so for all your customers who don't like some of the globalization of call centers, oh. these are using yeah. stay-at-home moms in yeah. Idaho and other cost of labor. We're onshoring. English is their first language. Yeah. So it's a really yep. innovative model. Awesome. You know, actually, we, have, we actually have a Spanish affiliate as well because not all calls are English. Fantastic. <laughs> Excellent. Hi, this is Kristen Wall. I'm with LiveOps, too. The only thing I would add, too, is um, what LiveOps also offers for companies that are looking at, like, how do I deal with this distributed workforce? How do I get calls to them? I mean, there's technology, as pointed out by Sun, and that's another element. We work with a lot of companies right now. We're seeing the m demand coming from companies saying, I don't want to lay off my these great people because then I have to pay for e-learning and then I have to do all of these things. And so there's a lot of technology out there that's available to companies. And that's one of the things that LiveOps does too. So, um, you know, seek out companies like HP, Sun, LiveOps. I mean, there's a lot of companies that are really exploring. And Jim Ware, who's with the Future of Work in the front role, works with a lot of companies that are really cutting edge on um, standardizing that so that companies can. We have a lot of companies coming to us saying, we want to keep our employees, how do we keep them connected, cohesion, uh, trust, all of those themes are really big and there's a lot of options out there from the technology front. Thank you so much. In fact, he had a question I wanted to get his voice. <laughs> Kristen, thanks for the plug. Uh, Jim Ware, I wanted to just tell a quick story. The comment was made or the qu uh, question was made earlier about managers. I knew a guy a few years ago who was a telecommunications engineer and he had a work at home program. He was at home four or five days a week, able to avoid uh, commuting and he was just thrilled. He got promoted to be the manager of the team he had been on mm -hmm. and he was told he had to be in the office yep. every day. Except all the people he was managing were at home. Yep. <laughs> We've just completed right. a, a research study for World at Work focusing on flexible work programs for non-exempt employees in particular. And I, I just think this is a really important thing we're going to be facing down the road because uh, as one of our interviewees said, you know, the, the, the laws describing and defining non-exempt just don't relate anymore to the way, to the nature of work. Mm -hmm. uh, the one thing I will say, we found that a f much higher percentage of companies are enabling non-exempt employees to work at home than we, than we expected. Mm -hmm. So that's a good sign, but there are, there are a lot of legal issues, as, as Steve was mentioning earlier. That's so, why he had thanks. to make them his friends. <laughs> make the legal group your friend. <laughs> yeah. you, you choose, you go down. 